Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Five sixty, the Joe Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best you've heard here on Five Sixty over the past twenty-four hours. How you doing? I am Dan a Day on social media at Dan Day Radio. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, maybe even TikTok one of these days. Going to cover it all. and going to cover it all over the next couple of minutes here with the Joe Rose Show talking to former Hurricane and maybe future Dolphin Greg Russo about draft day. Greeny, he's got Bob Wooshin sitting in for him talking baseball. Then Hawk and Crowder, they're talking hockey. Told you we're covering them all. We're going to do that right now with the headlines. The Panthers secured a postseason berth last night with a 7-4 win over Nashville. Florida takes on Chicago tomorrow at 8. Jesus Aguilar and John Bertie both homered, but it wasn't enough as the Marlins fell to the Brewers 5-4. Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn are questionable, while Victor Oladipo is out for tonight's Heat game versus San Antonio. Tip is at 8. Appointments are no longer required for COVID vaccinations at Inter-Miami Stadium in Fort Lauderdale. Inter plays Nashville in Tennessee Sunday at 1. Undefeated five-time world champion boxer Floyd Mayweather will face YouTube sensation-turned-boxer Logan Paul at Hard Rock Stadium June 6th. The fight is being billed as a special exhibition. Chelsea and Real Madrid tied 1-1 in the semifinals of Champions League yesterday. American national Christian Pulisic scored the goal for Chelsea. NCAA president Mark Emmert has been given an extension through 2025. Emmert has held the position since 2010 and was previously chancellor at LSU. And now, let's go ahead and take a step into the day spa. A German bomb squad responded to a call to remove a grenade only to find out it was a rubber sex toy. Explosive. While in Orlando, the MLS's Toronto FC had their practice interrupted when a gator walked onto the pitch. It's Florida. Get used to it. A set of grandparents are refusing to see their grandkids unless the children get dressed up to see them. Wow, first time ever someone's grandparents suck. Over the weekend at a park in Nebraska, there was a gathering of Josh's and paper, rock, scissors matches ensued. Then the gathering culminated with a huge pool noodle fight to determine who's the real Josh. Glad my name is Dan. You're always glad to hear Joe Rose in the morning, weekdays 6 to 10, earlier. He, along with Hollywood and Zach Krantz, touching base with Miami guy through and through Greg Russo about tomorrow's draft day. 
about him opting out last season for the Canes, and then all the talent that seems to be in Dade and Broward. Edge rusher, formerly of the University of Miami, Greg Rousseau. Say, the, say, say the high school, Zach. Say the high school. Go ahead. Give it a shot. Um, I'm blanking <clears throat> the high school right now. I don't want, I, I'm a butcher a name at this point. Champagne Catholic School. Yeah, I would have butchered it. I would have called it Champagne. I would have called it something else at that point. <laughs> all right. I Greg, I, I, I gotta ask. I gotta ask you this: you're you're about to embark on the biggest day, maybe in well, the biggest day in your professional life coming up. Over the last month, you've been one of the most talked about guys uh, from NFL uh, reporters, from NFL insiders, and then Calais Campbell came up and stood mm-hmm. up for you and kind of talked out. That had to be nice to see a former UM guy, a guy in the NFL for a while, kind of yeah. kind of tell everyone to just calm down. The guy could play football. That had to been cool to see. Yeah, that was really cool and encouraging. You know, him like being in my being in my shoes, going to Miami. It's always great to have like support from the legends at your school. So that was that was awesome. Really appreciated that. Hey, Greg. Let's uh, so let's get into it, man. Everybody's got you all over the place in these mock drafts, and I got to start with: Do you follow mock drafts? Do, have you followed them or nah, do you, no? No, nah, I mean I see them from time to time, but I don't follow them. You know, all that matters is the opinion of the team that drafts you. You know, you just need one team to fall in love with you. And, you know, when you get there, you just have to prove them right and work hard every single day and just prove, prove it's there for a reason. Is you gotta, Somebody's just got to take food off people's plates. So, so let me ask you this. Do you have any family members or really good friends that can't stay away from the mocks <laughs> and you've had to tell them, yeah, so- please stop? <laughs> Who's the worst? Who's yeah. the worst in your life? Go ahead. Who's the worst one? It's, it's a, friend, a friend of mine who sent them to me, and I'm just like, bro, I don't care. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just stuff matters, you know? But I don't say that. I'm just like, huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Greg, it is unbelievable how in a matter of a couple months, they literally try to tear you apart limb for limb. Anything you did wrong, the fact that you sat out a year, it doesn't matter. They're going to look for the negative stuff. It, it's a lot to take in in a couple yeah. months. Uh, for someone, I can, I can imagine personally for you, it's just been a lot yeah. and you had to stay away from a lot of this stuff. I know there's probably people around you reading it, but... It, 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 yeah. it, has it gotten to you a little bit in the last couple of months? Are you looking forward to just getting this over with tomorrow or in the next day or two? I wouldn't say the words of the people have gotten to me, but like me wanting to get get on with the process and get to the team and start competing, that I want to do. But at the end of the day, you know, those people don't matter. You know, they don't know me. I don't know them. They don't know me from the paint. Like if they saw me, they might not even recognize me. So it's just people talking and like who cares? Who cares what people say over the internet and not in your face? So it is what it is at the end of the day. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I just. I just know I'm going to control what I can control. I'm going to come in. I'm going to work hard. I'm going I'm to be the best person I could be, like, in all ways, whether it's mentally, physically, spiritually. And, you know, just, just try to build build my life up as much as I can and all the, all my loved ones. Greg, um, I want to ask you if you can share this with us. Uh, which teams do you get the most calls from? Can you can you share that with us? Uh, few of the teams that seem to, uh, to call the most? It's actually, you know, I really don't have a great feel for where I'm going, but it's, it's a lot of teams that call me a lot from the – from the Raiders to the Titans to the to the Ravens, those are some teams that that I get a good feel from, just like vibe wise. Not that they told me they're gonna get me, but just like the yeah. vibe. But honestly, I feel like anybody could take me. You know, the 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 draft is. It's, I heard it's really crazy, and there's trades and stuff. So you just never know what's gonna happen. You know, like I've heard teams tell a guy, like, "Yeah, we're gonna get you," and then next thing you know, they don't get you. They get somebody else, and they trade out and around. So you know, I'm just gonna control what I can control. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been crazy. All right, so I feel like, and I don't know if you agree, I, I'm just curious, you've been talked about for all these friggin' guys going in the first round that opted out, and it doesn't seem to affect them, and then I hear you, and they go, yeah, he opted out, and wish he would have played another year, and I'm like, 
What about the other 15 guys? Do, do you feel that way sometimes? Everybody makes a bigger deal about your opt-out than others. It is what it is, you know? I mean, it's, it is weird kind of that it, sometimes I do become like the focal point of it. But at the end of the day, like I said, you know, like those people's opinions don't matter yeah. to me. All I need is one team to believe me, whether it's first, second, third round. Like, it's a blessing to be in the NFL. Like, I dreamed my whole life to be in the NFL. So, so let's say, God forbid, I did fall out in the first round. I'm not going to be like, oh, man, like, you know, because there's, there's 10 million people in America that I'd be dreaming to, like, right. fall out in the first round so they can go second <laughs> or third round, you know? So, like, sometimes you just got to put stuff into perspective and, like, see it from the outside in and not see it from, like, oh, I'm Greg or I'm this big dude. Uh, I'm this big-time guy. You got to see it as, like, what if I was a dude or a kid who's, yeah. like, dreaming just to play football and play in the league? You know, like, some – I know undrafted free agents that, that can't even get, like – that can't even sniff a right. tryout for a team. So, I just, I, just, I just try to put it into perspective, like, and just realize how, like, how blessed I am and that I really should be grateful, you know, no matter what. Hey, Greg, I got to tell you, you come a long way because every time I used to look at your highlights, you were running down the sideline, this long, skinny kid catching touchdowns as a wide receiver. You come a long way, my yeah. man. There's no question. Crazy, huh, to think yeah. that was just a few years ago. No, nah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I'm happy I took to defensive end. Coach Diaz played a bigger role in me, in me coming over to defense. And, you know, I got to Miami, and, and I was able to, like, be around great coaches, you know, a great special conditioning staff to help me get back from my ankle injury. And, and also great physical therapy. So, just around, like when you're surrounded by great people in life, you can do great things. Let, let, let me ask you another one. Um, this just recently popped up, and I, I never really thought about it, just watching some of your highlights from the 15 and a half sacks that you had. Do you feel you're a better pass rusher inside or outside, or does it really matter? I, I've heard, oh, he's a good inside Man. pass rusher. What, what do you say? Uh, I, get, I get that question a lot. I feel like it's close. Like, I feel like. So, so a lot of people tell me I'm better on the inside, but I feel like I'm I feel like I'm really good at both of them. I feel like I'm great. I'm a great pass rusher inside and outside. I mean, either way, like either way I can fit into the scheme, I'm gonna do it. But I mean, I'm comfortable in both. I can't. It's a, it's a real tough answer because at the end of the day, like football is football. But I'd say inside, you can get pressure quicker because you're just one man faster. You're one step closer to the quarterback because you're like a you're condensed by a gap and like you just everything happens faster. So if you're faster with your hands. You're going to win really quick, you know, so you have a slightly higher chance to get the sack, I feel like, inside. Has Calais um, been a big help? Because, by the way, you talk about inside pass rushers or can do a little bit outside. I don't know if anybody's had a better combination almost to 100 sacks like he's had in his career. What has he said to you? Yeah. yeah he, just, he just told me, you know, just keep on, keep on working, you know, keep my head down, don't pay attention to, to the media or anything like that. And, you know, just, just, know, just know my work. He, he always tells me that. And he also says – like, he basically, he sent me some goals the other day about, like, being a rookie and stuff, and he just told me that I had to spend my money wisely. You know, I had to – yeah, I had to earn my keep to prove that I'm there for a reason. So, just things like that. I, I got to say, Zach, I, I got to tell you this one because we were just talking off the air. Um, I said, hey, we're going to have a whole bunch of guys getting drafted. And, and, and Greg started naming them all. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, Tyson and Pat and, and like – <laughs> and and you know you guys all know each other pretty well. It's pretty cool in Dade and Broward of all the guys that yeah. are going to get drafted. Yeah, when it comes to like high school football and us going to college, like at the end of the day, like we're all from South Florida, so like down here it's a really small world. We played against each other in little league. Like I've been playing against Elijah since I was like eight years old because he played he played for like the Davy Broncos. I played for the coach for the Eagles. So we have like Optimus leagues, you know. So we. We really know each other. We get to see. We really get to watch each other grow up. So it's pretty cool, you know, to see us like be able to go to college and then take the next step and go to the pros. It's, it's amazing. 
Well, you know what? He might be going in the first or second round too. Speaking of another guy, yeah. it's uh, it's right. incredible. It, it's really going to be fun to watch all you guys that just a few years ago were in friggin' high school, right? I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Just it's the craziest thing. Well, Greg, Greg hasn't hit you yet in the next thirty six hours. It's possible you're in the NFL. Like, are you are you soaking yeah. this all in? I know there's a lot of business around it, agents and mock drafts yeah. and unnamed sources, and this guy's dropping, this guy's uh-huh. rising. But it's possible in the next 36 hours you're a professional football player. Are you soaking this all in right now? I'm soaking it all in, man. It's a it's a blessing, and I, I couldn't be any more grateful. Who uh, who breaks down the most when the when the family's all together and you finally get picked? <laughs> Who's it going to be? It might be Drew. I'm thinking it's Drew. I think Drew. Can... <laughs> it, might be, it might be. It might be. Either him, maybe my mom. I don't know. Oh no, mom for sure, man. I just I had to get a little shot at Drew in there. We love Drew. <laughs> hey, uh, can't yeah. say enough, Greg. Really appreciate you joining us all year. Um, good luck, man, with with everything. Uh, you've been a class act, and we always appreciate you coming on. So so good luck with everything. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. God bless. All right. That's Greg Russo. Would love to keep him here in Miami. Of course, you can keep it right here because we're going to stay in Miami. But next, going to hear from Bob Wusher because he's filling in for Greeny, and he is talking baseball right here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. <laughs> Five sixty, the Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard here on Five Sixty over the past twenty four hours. You know when you're hearing the Red Hot Chili Peppers, hump the bump, you're getting over the hump. For me, it feels a little bit weird because I didn't work Monday because I was told to stay home. I had too many hours, so Monday was like a vacation day to me, and it just threw off my whole schedule. But I'm glad Wednesday's here, and I'm ready to roll. Greeny, he's taking a little bit of vacation. He's got Bob Wuschitzer filling in for him, talking about a seven-inning no-hitter. Then he takes some callers on baseball and the draft. I threw this on Twitter as an aside yesterday or the day before. I can't remember. Whatever it was. And I got like 350,000 views and I don't even know how many likes and retweets. And it was just a great example of how awesome baseball is to argue about. Baseball's the best sport sometimes to have an argument about. This is what I threw on Twitter. I'll expound upon it, but this is what I threw on Twitter. You tell me if you agree or disagree. And this is regarding Madison Bumgarner. No hitter, yes or no. If MLB says a seven-inning no hitter isn't real, are they not tacitly admitting seven-inning games shouldn't be? We don't distinguish between records from 162-game seasons or 154-game seasons. In my opinion, you can't invent seven-inning games and then say the accomplishments aren't real. That means the games aren't either. So I popped that on Twitter, 2,400 likes and 232 retweets and about 500 responses later. People are still hitting me up. They're still going back and forth, having arguments amongst themselves over whether or not Madison Bumgarner's no-hitter should have been considered a no-hitter. This is what Madison Bumgarner, by the way, had to say when he was asked about it. Do you consider it a no-hitter, Madison? I mean, I don't know. I mean... I didn't give up any hits today, so I'm not in control of how many innings we're playing. I, I like the, the seven-inning doubleheader thing. That's exactly it. I got a lot of people telling me, well, what about a five-inning rainout or a guy that throws seven innings and a no-hitter, but there's still two innings to go, and they do like a no-hitter by committee, and they yank him out. Or Nolan Ryan had like 18 no-hitters broken up in the seventh inning. No. To me, if you say a seven-inning game is real, then the no-hitter's real. And if you don't like that that's considered a no-hitter, then it's on you to not have seven-inning games. 
To me, that's the punishment that you get for for foisting seven-inning games on us. That's my opinion. To me, it's not that it doesn't cheapen the accomplishment. Of course it cheapens the accomplishment. A seven-inning no-hitter shouldn't be a no-hitter. But you know why a seven-inning no-hitter shouldn't be a no-hitter? Because there shouldn't be seven-inning games. That's really my point. It's not so much that I think what Madison Bumgarner did is equal to what everyone that has thrown a nine-inning no-hitter or perfect game has done. And I know in 1991, baseball actually defined this. They came out with a rule that basically said if you throw an eight-inning no-hitter, but somehow a couple of runs score, like Andy Hawkins for the Yankees, threw a a no-hitter but gave up four runs because there was an error in the outfield, he walked a couple of guys, and the Yankees lost a game where he threw a no-hitter, and it wasn't recognized as a no-hitter because it didn't go nine innings. And they had to come up with a definition at the time of a no-hitter has to be nine innings. But that's because back then, as of a year ago, or two years ago, the only games that we had were all scheduled to go nine innings. You can make that rule in an era, and I can't believe we're in a new era of baseball where all the games aren't nine innings, but when all the games are supposed to be nine innings, you can make that rule. That rule to me doesn't apply anymore when now you're telling me we can have seven inning doubleheaders and they're real. Don't tell me those are real games. If a guy goes out and throws a no-hitter in one of them and you say, wait, that's not a real no-hitter, then what am I watching? That's not right. You've cheapened it by making it seven innings. You know what the trickle-down effect of that is? You've also cheapened a no-hitter, and that's on you. So to me, like, once you went from 154 games to 162, and we're not putting little asterisks next to RBI or home run records hit in more games, yes, you have cheapened the record. But you live with that because you thought a 162-game season was a better way to go. Made you more money, longer season, more entertainment for the fans, that's fine. What do we say all the time? about postseason, like, RBI and home run records. You hear that all the time. So-and-so has the most home runs ever in the postseason. We don't distinguish that from the World Series. And yet, before we invented an AL and an NLCS, and now a wild card round, divisional rounds, it wasn't really that long ago in the world of baseball where the only thing we had was the World Series. Of course, Mickey Mantle and Joe DiMaggio and Babe Ruth and all these other guys are going to not have the same postseason, quote-unquote, numbers as guys today because they didn't play in as many postseason games. The postseason was only the World Series. That was their only opportunity to accumulate postseason numbers. We don't distinguish between those numbers and the numbers those guys put up in the 20s, 30s, 40s, and so on. Sorry, you make a seven-inning game real? You tell us it's real, the no-hitter becomes real. That's the way I look at it. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I need to get that off my chest. If you want to talk about that, feel free. I'd love to have some callers tell me why I'm wrong. Let's go to Jeff in Indiana who joins us next year on ESPN Radio to kick it off in hour number two. Bob Shoes and in for Greeny. What's up, Jeff? Hey, Bob, can you hear me? Loud and clear. I appreciate you, man. appreciate the show. As always, make my day to listen to it. Real quick on the baseball no-hitter rule. They should have never made the double-hitter rule. I agree with you. And you saw the energy when Bob Gardner was talking about it. I don't know if it's a no-hitter or not. I pitched a no-hitter, but it's left innings. Just kill the rule. I'm Kill's with you. Rule. I, I, don't, I don't like seven-inning double-headers. I don't like the relief pitcher has to face three guys 
or before he can be taken out. I hate putting a guy on second base to start extra innings. Like when that guy scores a run, I believe if I look in baseball reference, a guy that scores a run from second base when he's gifted second base to begin extra innings is credited statistically with a run. If I knock him in, I'm credited with an RBI, even though I was gifted with a runner at second base without anybody else on my team having to do anything. You know, you, you come up with these wackadoodle rules and you cheapen the statistics, then you live with the fact that you've cheapened the statistics. And you're going to cheapen the, the, the no-hitter? Yeah, you cheapened it. But that's the price you pay for telling me that a seven-inning game's real. And I just want to say also on the football thing, yes, one and two, you know it's solid. There's no smoke screen there. Now, there's a chance, I think, that as you get down further, that one of the top four may drop out of the top ten and now, why are we not saying anything about Kyle Trask and the other quarterbacks that may be further down the draft when you're talking about Washington and Chicago, knowing that they need quarterbacks? Yep, Kyle Trask is a guy that will get drafted, but he will be looked upon as not being nearly athletically gifted enough to be spending the collateral to go get him in the first round. I just don't he, – he's just not that kind of a guy. You know what I mean? Not, and not that he may not have a productive NFL career – if you put, say, you know, guys kind of in that category, I, like I think Kyle Trask's ceiling is he could be Ryan Tannehill. You know what I mean? Like I think he could be a game manager if he's got a really good running game. He's got a good offensive line in front of him. All he has to do is distribute. Kyle Trask could be a winning quarterback in the NFL. But Kyle Trask is not the kind of quarterback, I think, that teams are going to look at that skill set, that his athleticism, like his package, and say – all right, you know, I'm going to build my franchise with him as the number one building block. I think he's going to get drafted. I think he's good enough to play in the NFL, but he's, he is not a top half of the first round kind of talent. Triple eight, say ESPN, triple eight, seven, two, nine, three, seven, seven, six. Bob Shusen in for Greeny. We'll come right back, get back to your telephone calls, the no hitter, yes or no. Always like getting a little interactive on the phones, on the radio, making it happen. Speaking of making it happen, Hawk and Crowder, they're talking about the Panthers in the money next here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. 560 The Joe, Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. Where you at? It's Dan Day. Always listening to Hawk and Crowd of their afternoons. 2 to 6, whether you're working out at the gym, working at home, working at your office, driving, no matter what you're doing. If you can, you should listen to Hawk and Crowder. Always a good time. Earlier, they're talking about Panthers in the money and Coach Q. He's the man. Bennett in the near circle, looking out front for Huberto, looking back for Bennett now. He winds it out in front. It's batted off the goalpost by Huberto. Still loose on the doorstep. Huberto jamming it, and they score! And the Panthers have tied the game at four. Deep into the Nashville zone. Johansson, first one there. Played up the near boards. Can't clear a shot in close, and they score! Break Vetrano upstairs, and the Panthers have taken a 5-4 leader in the third. Bennett looks to center this one. Barkov on it. Walks in across. Huberto a shot, and he scores! A pass! Power play goal for Jonathan Huberto, and the Panthers have taken a 6-4 lead. And as Eckholt walks out from behind the net, the final horn sounds, and the Panthers have won 7-4 in Nashville, and the Florida Panthers have punched their ticket to the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Panthers clinch a playoff spot with the victory tonight in Nashville. I like that. I like it a lot. Mm. 
Games and hand talk. Let's go. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That is the radio voice of the Florida Panthers, Doug Plagans there, as you heard it last night on 560 QAM. Panthers are indeed going to the playoffs. And we knew it, but it was nice to make it official. And in the issue of transparency, Crowder and I had the Panthers minus a half goal last night. We didn't even take the Panthers money line, which was like minus 115. We gave up a half goal, so we took the Panthers at plus 140. And in the third period, I was cussing them out because I didn't think we were going to win that bet. We ran away with that bet. And uh, I, I just have this take on the Panthers. And you and I, while we are legit Panthers fans, and I go to more Panthers games than any sporting event in South Florida. I find the Panthers games to be the most enjoyable. Um, I know the least about hockey than any other sport, you know? And I know uh, probably the same is true for you. I love the sport. I love rooting for them. I love going to games. The intricacies of the sport, I just am not aware of. But my, you know, observations, just being a layman, you got to bow down. You've asked several times. We had... Uh, um, Chris Drieger on the other week. We had um, Frank Vetrano on. Uh, and, and you've asked, what makes Coach Quenville so special, right? And I watched last night's game, and by the end of the game, I, I said, you have to bow down to Coach Q. Now, I don't know if I'm right on this or wrong on this. This is my observation as somebody who admittedly doesn't know a ton about the in- intricacies of hockey. But a week or so ago... He gives Spencer Knight a game in goal when Bobrovsky and Drieger are both playing well, by the way, and nobody was injured at that point. And he gives Spencer Knight a game in goal just, I believe, to get him some NHL experience, even though they're in the midst of this, you know, battle to make it official to get in the playoffs and in a battle with Carolina and Tampa for the the Central. And he gives Spencer Knight the full night in goal, and he wins. And then, last night, Bobrovsky's playing terrible. Panthers are mm-hmm. scrapping and clawing, and, and Bobrovsky is, is just not playing well. They, they can't, every time the Panthers take the lead or tie the game, uh, just an easy goal gets let in, and a little bit can be said about the defense, but Bobrovsky's not having a great game. And Coach Quenville, because Drieger was sidelined, he had the lower body injury, Coach Quenville, couple of moves, Third period, benches $70 million Sergei Bobrovsky and doesn't hesitate to put in Spencer Knight, who has played one NHL game in his life. Now think about those two moves. First, I'm going to bench Bobrovsky for poor play. And they're still in the game, by the way. It's only a goal difference in the third period. It's 4-3. They're still in the game. I'm going to bench Bobrovsky for poor play, and I am going to go to Spencer Knight, who's played a total of one NHL game. And that spark, I watched the press conference with Coach Glenville after the game, and he said, I thought it provided a little bit of a spark for the team. It did. They rattled off three quick goals, and Spencer Knight got the victory, made a good couple of saves. And uh, and so I say you gotta you gotta bow down to Coach Quenville after watching last night. Oh yeah, you know what? It makes me think about you know the the criticism of Belichick when he benched Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl and all that stuff. 
mm-hmm. where it was like, I, and you know what? I think um, Drieger, when he was on with us, he said like, he doesn't care how old you are. He yep. doesn't care where you're from. He doesn't care your money. He doesn't care what your name is. If he, somebody else would do the job better, put them in there and let them do the job better. It's tough now. And like you're saying, Hawk, you laid it out perfectly. To bench your $70 million, $70 million guy for this little puppy who has a couple minutes of ice under his, under his skates, the great coaches know how to do it. And another thing we learned about Quinville talking to people is that he knows how to motivate. He He's not just a, you know, a, a paint-by-numbers coach. He takes certain guys to the side. He snaps on certain guys. You know, he coddles certain guys. He knows what that person needs to be great. And like I was saying when I presented the question, he is a Hall of Famer. As soon as he retires, he's a Hall of Famer. He's won, what, Without three question. Stanley Cups? Three Stanley Cups. That's what it takes. And so, yes, I'm with you. Let's relive the glory that was last night in the Panthers getting into the playoffs with a little montage I threw together. The playoffs? We'll talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Playoffs? Play- playoffs? To Huberto, top of the circle. Hands it down to Barkov. Out to the line. Yandel there at the blue line. He'll look over. It's Barkov. Left circle. Shot. He scores. A power play goal. Alexander Barkov has tied the game for the Panthers. In the club with my homies. Trying to get a little VI. down on the low key. Around here to the near side, Duclair. Bennett looks across. Then it's played off to the near side. A shot. They score. A power play goal for Duclair. And the Panthers. Take a 2-1 lead. I think that uh, putting yourself in a position to get in the playoff spot, things develop, things materialize, things happen. Barkov into the far circle, puts one in front, he scores! Barkov put it on net, it got past Soros, and the game is tied at three. Getting in that playoff mode and playing hockey when it's to another level and, and that feeling of uh, winning games and being together and, and uh, having those experiences. Back for Bennett now. He winds it out in front. It's batted off the goalpost by Huberto. Still loose on the doorstep. Huberto jamming it. And they score! And the Panthers have tied the game at four. The ups and downs of playoff battles is what it's all about. Johansson, first one there. Played up the near boards. Can't clear a shot in close and they score! Frank Vitrano upstairs! And the Panthers have taken a 5-4 leader in the third. In regular season, it's, it's, it's a grind right now. Making the playoffs is a great accomplishment. Bennett looks to center this one. Barkov on it. Walks in across. Huberto a shot and he scores. A power play goal for Jonathan Huberto. And the Panthers have taken a 6-4 lead. Playing playoff hockey's been The final horn sounds and the Panthers have won 7-4 in Nashville. And the Florida Panthers have punched their ticket to the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Panthers clinch a playoff spot with the victory tonight in Nashville. And the Panthers have clinched a playoff spot for the seventh time in franchise history. That's how you do it right there. You want to download that montage or any of the shows on this station, WQAM.com for absolutely free. The Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Or wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free. Tomorrow, even though it feels like a Wednesday for me, like I said, I had a whole vacation day situation on Monday. It is Thursday, and I'm going to be hanging with you right here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Later, slug. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.